Everybody just learned how bad I am at counting. Uh, welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Uh, this is the, the 39th episode. Uh, my name is Michael Debs. It is uh, it is April 16th, 2021. I am joined, as usual, uh, by Dank- Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at DankDeLuz, and also producer John, uh, who... Uh, is is now a permanent fixture of this uh, this train wreck. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, John, how are you doing today? I was going to suggest going with him first. This uh, is nice. Yeah. yeah, he's the right person yeah, to go I'm, with I'm, first. Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, uh, doing the show has uh, brought me out of uh, months long sobriety, and I'll be uh, drinking <laughs> tonight. So uh, that doesn't seem like a positive effect. Come on, Mike. Come on. <laughs> um cool yeah well we had a good time last last time i think uh with with us getting drunk over here and, mm-hmm. and you being mm-hmm. the sober voice of reason on the other the other side of the uh the world uh, in texas yeah um, like like <laughs> a few hours uh, away dorian how how are you doing been depressed man oh, I gotta i'm be sorry honest. to hear that yeah. i'm gonna be honest i'm in mean, a uh, so anyways uh, our topic state. tonight yeah. is <laughs> moving on is police violence <laughs> And cool stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. Tell us why you've been depressed. Uh, I don't know if you're leading into anything. No, with this. I'm oh, not okay. leading into anything. You're just but depressed. Honestly, All right. We can probably just say this. Well, actually, I do know, but but we'll say it's this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure that the video has anything to do with uh, what we're talking. Maybe it in does. In fact, yeah. In, in that case, um, Oceanside is the city next to the city that I live in and next yes. to the city that you used to live in with me. Right. Uh, or I lived with you, probably more appropriately said. Uh, we but lived anyway, together. People in Oceanside, uh, specifically the cops, which are maybe not people, uh, are awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what what they did is the uh, the headline kind of says it all, but for the, the listener only, not the viewer, uh, Oceanside City crews leave piles of rocks over a cleared homeless encampment. Um, it's the Amprim version of the uh, of the rainbow colored spikes. Pretty much, yeah. Would you, would you like to scroll down just a little bit? <laughs> Did I say Ancom, I meant Amprim. I think you said Amprim. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. I'm, I, I'm um, still haunted by calling. Uh, I think there's there's a picture of it somewhere in here, or should be a picture of it. Oh, I guess that's not. Keanu Reeves right there. Let's uh, just maybe that, maybe that video does have something about it if we want to watch it real quick. That's uh, one right here. Yeah, looks like I have to unmute it. You know what's uh, less unsightly than people? Starts now. Is a pile of Nearly shitty 10, fucking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Man. San Diegans went back to work last month, but employers in our hardest hit fields continue to struggle to fill jobs. Good evening. I'm Kimberly Hunt. Steve has the night off. ABC Unfortunate name. Reporter John I don't know Horn digs into why the yeah, rebound of the workforce <laughs> isn't so appealing for some San Diegans. Right, well, I don't think this is about the. Uh... Johan Engman has yeah. a message for those. 
Yeah. So, anyways, uh, it's a <clears throat> shitty thing to do. Uh, this is a local news station, so of course, like the coverage sucks because this video isn't even like related. Um, if you look underneath the video, it looks like there's there's pictures. Maybe. Click oh yeah, right, right beneath the video. Right, right beneath the video. There's two oh, little. Okay. Yeah. Oh, those tiny tiny little, little thumbnails. Little, little oh, thumbs. and this is a story about no, like Guatemala. No. Admit it. Yeah, Ready? different things. I think. Oh. Nope, there you go. That's it. Yeah. So. Oh, oh th th those could be used as parking spaces, even. Oh, right. This is exactly. Insane. Like, like this is just a complete fucking waste. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they took up. I mean, you can see down the way. There's there's cars parked there. Yeah. Um, what kind of an asshole is like? I'm. Yeah. That's startling. So not surprising, but. Is it? I can't read what that building is uh, over there because, like, there's like a strip like this in downtown Austin, yeah, uh, right outside the homeless shelter. When it fills up, people oh, okay. just start sleeping on these like medians. Right, this is probably an area that clears in and out daily. Oh yeah, yeah that makes sense. My guess would be, yeah, because it's, it's it's right next to the road, and and I know yeah. working from the municipality side of things. Uh, people don't prefer to camp right next to the road unless they have right. no other choice. Usually what they try to do is they try to find some lightly wooded area that's, that's you know, adjacent to uh, the city, but still. Oh, that's always going to be the preference for sure. Yeah, but like, like it's a, yeah, so this hard. isn't like the most ideal place for somebody to camp. So it was probably yeah. just like temporary for a lot of people in the first place. And, you know, now they've just needlessly wasted this space by putting a bunch Which, of rocks there. You know, a, a, a yeah. fun a fun fact for the listener, and maybe Mike doesn't want me to throw him under the, the bus for this. No, but, that's okay. uh, but Mike, you and I both, and maybe you, John, I mean, it seems like everyone has had this experience at this point, uh, have, have been homeless at periods. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, primarily I've had the ability to live in a car or whatnot, but at points in time I didn't even have that. So it's, um, yeah, this not shit's sure real. Why you would consider that something yeah. I wouldn't like. I don't know, man. People people are spooked about stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't figure that you would, but yeah. I'm gonna throw Mike under the bus here by saying you've been poor once, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have a weird amount of shame about that kind of thing, and like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I guess I guess that's fair. No, I don't. I don't have. Well, I mean, well, and, and you suspected that I might have shame, and you went through with it anyways. So. Yeah, because because I figured it it was a baseless shame. <laughs> and I should I should expose you. Yeah, um, please expose me. <laughs> But uh, uh, don't expose. For the record, uh, mm. thankfully, I have not been homeless. God bless. Wow, John. God bless. Thanks for yeah. flexing your privilege <laughs> over us. Yeah, well, Mike, no, Mike guess, and I, uh, <laughs> we started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> so I, I just didn't want a, 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 narr a narrative to form. Yeah. You didn't want to like take <laughs> our our homeless clout, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> our our oppression Olympics are going on. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> we've established that john while while being a darker skinned person than both of us uh has has led a more privileged yeah. life we're neck and neck and therefore <laughs> does not have the same clout to talk about issues like we do so john if you could please be silent for the rest of the podcast please, we'd appreciate please. that this is a safe space for homeless people <laughs> yeah. ex-homeless people i think john's figuring out how to mute himself right now <laughs> um so so we we, we uh I've been in a little bit of a fuck the police mood. Uh, Weird. Anybody who's who's been watching my my Instagram feed or my Facebook feed or the uh, news or uh. the news, like <laughs> we'll we'll put you in that mood. But yeah. but like specific to me, I've been in a very uh, bad mood about the police lately. Yeah. Um, we actually probably should have. <laughs> 
pulled up the uh, the Dante Wright uh, thing. Um, but I mean, I think everybody knows about it at this point. Um, Seems probable. Completely needless traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, I, I made a false claim on the Instagram story. I thought it was the same city, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, but it's actually just like one of those like little kind of out suburb cities right. uh, that that kind of form around the the main city, um, kind of like what San Diego does with all the you know like, yeah with like North County where we're at right North County yeah. where where we're at where where it's like not technically San Diego but like but still you, it is San Diego like yeah. on mail and stuff right and yeah. and without like having signs to tell you when you've crossed from one city to another you wouldn't know it because it's all continuous yeah more or less yeah um so anyways uh the the uh, city that that dante right was uh, killed in was uh, brooklyn center mm. um and so you know it's it's so adjacent to minneapolis uh and we're talking 10 minutes away mm-hmm. uh these these two locations where george floyd was killed and where dante Wright was killed um you know, you you would think, I would think, as a police officer, knowing that there's this very high-profile case going on, that like maybe you can just leave people alone for a little bit. Like maybe the the expired tags isn't like the reason to pull someone over right now. Your quotas don't go away, man. Yeah, I mean that's the no, thing is the system is sure. forcing these cops to no, no, be no, no, I, I the bad people it. that they are. Right. Yeah. Um. But you would still think like you'd probably try. <laughs> I I know for 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 my own like if I was a cop, which I'll never be. But I've I've worked in jobs where I've had like quotas that I had yeah. to fulfill, yeah. and and like it's you've ignored them for one reason. or Yeah, another. I've ignored yeah. them for one reason or another because I just didn't think it was appropriate to fill the quota. Like one yeah. of my examples is I worked at Target for a while. And yeah, I think you this, and I covered this in a previous episode. Yeah, they, right? they have this credit card that they always want you to push on people and it was like I got written up once because I didn't try to push the credit card on somebody that was yeah. paying for, for their food with uh, food stamps. And I was like, I don't think it's appropriate to try to sell them a line of credit when they're clearly already yeah. having like some economic distress. When I was at Home Depot, I also ignored these quotas and in fact falsified data in order mm-hmm. to do so. <laughs> yeah, I so, signed up for so many credit card applications. So you would think, like, you know, police officers have really, really strong unions in the first place. So yeah. it's like, if you don't fulfill your quota, there's probably a way that the union can be like, well, you know, our our client didn't want to, you know, yeah. In in um, the in the very unlikely scenario that a that a police officer is fired for not filling quotas, right. and, yeah, and 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 one it's one, only, it's got to be a career thing. Yeah, right. You know? And one really quick thing just to point out, as if this isn't obvious to the type of person that listens to this, uh, police unions uh, should not be considered unions and uh, police officers are not workers. Uh Uh, So um, there you go. Hey, that kind of leads us into uh, (laughs) the the links that I had pulled up. Uh, But we'll we'll finish up on the Dante Wright stuff. So, Mm. you know, you should have it in your mind and, and, you know, John, you know this. When when we were in the military, the thing we always heard was don't make yourself a, a black eye for the Marine Corps or something like that, right? Like, yeah, you didn't want to be the reason that the Marine Corps was in the news in a negative light because right. it, it just made the organization look bad. And, and you know, we can we can go into a whole side subject of why the Marine Corps is actually bad and should be covered and in that light, but um. 
just just basically as as somebody in that institution you know like think about what you're doing like you've got this very high profile case going on 10 minutes away from from your city and and Mm -hmm. the perception is that this is basically the same city as minneapolis just you know and a small suburb of it um Maybe don't pull somebody over for expired tags, or I think it was expired tags, or or like the uh, the bullshit uh, obstructed view thing that they have when somebody hangs one of those fucking uh, uh, little tree air fresheners and and they're that's, off the rear that's view the mirror. really amazing thing is that that's one of the potential excuses for this, right? Is an yeah. air freshener. So like you sh- you should think to yourself like d- is the risk of this interaction and whatever could come of it like. Maybe, maybe they're pulling over someone who is a dangerous, violent criminal, but there's just the fact that, like, nobody likes the police in that area right now, or at mm. least there's very scrutinized, like, relationships between the police and the public right yep, now. Like, shit is tense. There's there's a tense thing going on right now. Maybe just fucking lay off, right? Yep. Like, just lay yeah. off for a couple of weeks, and then you can get back to getting people because their fucking <laughs> left tail light is is three three uh, lumens uh, less bright than it should be. I guess, right. uh, you know, stupid shit like that. Like, like just just fucking lay off. But they couldn't yeah. lay off, and and you know, there's, uh, you know. Pulling out your your service weapon instead of your taser. Um, not it's not going to fucking happen. It's right. on a different side of your belt, generally speaking. <laughs> exactly. First off, right. Yeah. Second off, it, I I posted about this. It was a conversation with you. I mean, I knew what the answers would be because I right. you know I'm not a fucking idiot and I have a little experience Put with this two as well. And two together. But but a fucking loaded Glock is going to weigh at at least two or three pounds at the very least. Right. Ammo you know is really heavy, so more than that. Taser weighs eight ounces, guys. It's like you're gonna fucking know the difference between half a pound and three. You know the difference between one thing and six of them. If you accidentally pick up a six pack of beer, that's a different <laughs> weight than one beer, right? I'm just an alcoholic, bro. <laughs> and it's a different fucking color. And like, yeah, yeah, it's well, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's a different color, and you know, like, um, <sighs> different safety, different trigger, yeah, different th- there's, size, there's, different. There's, there's design choices that have been made in the taser to make it feel different. Well, like yeah. and, you, you wouldn't there, know. There, there, there's there's muscle memory training that, right. that they're supposed to be doing too. Which like, which brings up the fact that it's on the wrong side, right? Like that's yeah. an important. Sorry, go well, on. She she she's obviously more used to. This is a situation that I need to pull out my gun. Yeah, that she has that much discretion that she can go sure. right to the gun. That so if this was a mistake. Uh, which I guess it was. It's still fucking disgusting. Yeah. But so if it was a mistake, she's obviously fucking uh, training herself more to immediately pull her fucking service weapon out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. In the sense where she's like, oh, taser situation, grab my fucking block. Yeah. You right. know, and then that gets mixed into uh, the ditties that they fucking make them go through mm. in their uh-huh. heads to develop fucking muscle memory. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, disgusting situation uh, should have never happened. The, just the very idea that like you pull somebody over on something like expired tags or or uh, obstruction obstruction of view. Um, if that person tries to get away, like, do do you really need to stop that person? 
like like just just the 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 instinct to need it to dominate that situation yeah where it's like oh i caught you with a candy bar sticking out of your pocket that you didn't pay for and furthermore if you want to be totalitarian about this and you really want to catch this person you go ahead and I, i do what you can to track this person in some way get a fucking helicopter or follow them oh, until like you're able to trace them or something, something like that a license plate right <laughs> yeah. just just track them the best you can put out a warrant and then you know arrest them at a later point like yeah. um if you want to do it that way um but it's I mean, it's just yeah be humane and and you know here here's another idea and still like not nearly um what I think should be done, but still a better option than we, what we currently have is something like, hey, if a cop kills someone for the cops good, as well as everyone else's, um, make it so they can't be a cop anymore because it would suck if they had to take a second person's life. Right. Yeah. Like just for for their good, because no one wants to murder people theoretically, theoretically. right? Unless they do, which they do. Uh, but, but, but for their own good, just say, okay, you can no longer be a police officer. Um, and, and you're done. You're just done. You can't be hired with any other, uh, uh, office, just, just, or precinct. You're done. And, and, and let that be it and let them become serial killers on their own. Um, (laughs) I mean, I mean, it would make sense to, to have some kind of like social program where it's like, okay, you had to kill somebody in the line of duty. We understand that. Yeah. There are sometimes justified situations. Sure. If Um, someone wanted to shoot me, I would consider shooting them. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, and, and then you just have a social program where it's like, okay, we're gonna retrain you to be something different. Yeah, and, you, you and get to be can, a carpenter now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you can go out to the woods and make things with, with wood now and, and live a peaceful life like Rambo uh in Rambo three. Yeah. But then that might actually cause uh cops to kill more people so that they can get dope job training i guess that's why people join the military anyway if you shoot someone we'll give them college money yeah that's that's why i did it well and like, like we train cops like they're fucking marines on a checkpoint yeah. in yeah. southern afghanistan as uh, no, it's, it's so true. citizens with authority that have a right to defend themselves like any citizen does yeah and in in fact uh, like i mean i haven't rules and fucking they go fucking nuts and like i mean i've I've called the cops to help me and then they approach me with their weapons right of course like Um, why (laughs) and i you know i of course i haven't gone through the same training as you guys but from what i have heard and learned about this and you guys can tell me if it's the case or not but it seems to be that there's actually more rules and protocols put up for uh, soldiers to avoid escalating and and bloodshed than cops have, right? That cops don't have a lot of these same protocols and are in some way almost encouraged to escalate things. Well, yeah, and they have they have specifically laws and rules for uh, insulating them. Right, right of course. Yeah. yeah, like like the the military has problems, mm. but it doesn't have codified rules. Uh, protecting you from being prosecuted when you exactly talk yeah right <laughs> um pretty cool. so yeah we were talking about police unions and mm. uh I, th- I thought i i learned this uh this interesting thing about uh the san francisco police force um back in 1975 went on strike they still suck 
by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Well, they, well, they didn't go on strike because they were they were afraid of uh, how much power they had or anything <laughs> like that. Right. They went on strike because they didn't feel like they were being paid enough. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've we've seen, especially over this, this last year, but but also previously, um, where workers will go on strike and then the police are called in to uh, abuse and terrorize these workers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, when the uh, when the police go on strike, there's nobody there to call in to abuse them and uh if we want to scroll down just a little bit um let's see go down just a little bit more oh yeah so the unionized police here for instance have demanded twice the pay rises the county says it can afford um go down a little bit more uh underneath uh that little like tiny ad so but there was not go stop yep but there were isolated incidents of violence apparently picketed at uh, policemen who are wearing civilian clothes but may still carry their weapons. So this was uh, this was <laughs> a, a, a striking police force that was still allowed to carry their service weapons. Um, and, and in fact, uh, this this strike was against the law, which you know who cares. But right. it's interesting that they're supposed to uphold the law, but this strike is uh, is uh, against the law because there's there's rules uh, preventing the police from going on strike. Right. Um. So go ahead and go to the uh, the video link. Um. This is kind of funny. Uh, it's a little bit sad, but kind of funny. But this is a, a police officer complaining that he was uh, run over while striking, uh, which which isn't something we've seen the police do or anything like that, no. right? No. Um, so go ahead. The Bay Area TV Archive. Tell they're all cops by their faces, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's like the one cuck that decided to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is some of the worst footage. You know, it's really scary, you know. We're scared because we usually, all the police will be around at night because, you know, it's a danger uh, uh, town, you know, and uh, we're scared, really. And we hope, you know, the police will be stay on duty. I was on the picket duty in front of Mission Police Station, and the car came up. I think it was a Chevy Nova. I was um, blasting the horn, and uh, he slowed down almost to a stop. Let's go ahead and pause real quick. The picket, so I was the picket captain. So, like, even when they're off duty, cops can't help but approach a fucking vehicle and, like, fuck with them. <laughs> I also, is what I found funny about this. Right. But also, I mean, I don't know what happened to this guy, and I don't know how things turned out and stuff, but not to be overly skeptical, but he doesn't, doesn't seem to be in that bad of shape. Yeah, he doesn't look to be very run over, <laughs> yeah. does he? Anyway, go on. I mean, it, does he have a busted well, lip? Is that what I see? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I can't That's tell. pretty fucked up. I've never had a busted yeah. lip before. Not being by 
punched by a fist. Yeah, so so obviously, you know, this this is in 1975. Uh, mm. By by this point in history, we've seen how the police responded to anti-war protesters right. who were protesting peacefully, um, beating them with nightclubs, sometimes shooting at them, mm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. This guy's whining because a car pulled up to their picket line uh, started honking and then he decided that he needed to as the picket captain oh don't 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 ruin the story oh yeah go ahead well well i'm <laughs> having ruined ruin the story yet he decided as a picket captain yeah, yeah, to yeah. approach his vehicle so go ahead well, he didn't mention here. approaching it yeah. i'm just, just sorry and talk to the guy and see what his problem was as i approached the car he stopped when uh, i walked in front of the car dumb i could, I could yeah. hear him gun the engine i started backing <laughs> up but it was too late it hit me and uh, I went up over the hood and hit the windshield, went over the car, I guess. I remember waking up on the street. <laughs> hold on, hold on, pause, so it, go pause, ahead, pause it. it. We don't need to watch so the rest the, of this. This is, I mean, of course, I don't know this person, but I know people yeah, that, that are that are like <laughs> cops, right? Uh, or cops. And, well, thankfully, I don't know any cops in person anymore, really. Uh, I don't think. Maybe I do. Um, but... These are the types of people that are always talking about, man, if I was surrounded by fucking police, or by, <laughs> not by police, by protesters, and they were trying to fuck with me, or yelling at me or something, I'd run them over. And I go straight like, sicko mode. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, so this fucking, this protester approaches your car, um, and then you run them over. That's, I feel like that's what... Yeah, this I mean, person would he, he got probably the, he got do. the opposite side of the uh, the equation there, right? Allegedly, I mean, he, yeah. he again did, knowing nothing about this man, yeah, but, but knowing he's a cop, which is I, maybe I just, enough. I just thought it was kind of a funny little tidbit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the during the uh, San Francisco police strike, and you can look this up. Um, they they obviously walked around with their uh, their service weapons, yeah, uh, which is incredibly concerning. Um, given that they're you know off duty and carrying around their their on duty weapons, yeah. Um, there it got it got to the point where they uh they started like getting extremely violent um some people you might you might uh, run into when you when you look this up uh, have made the claim that the police were actually responsible for a series of break-ins kind of kind of proving the point like look you guys need us when yeah. when we're not around I mean, that's just tactics getting, yeah it's it's a it's a good tactic technically yeah um and then the the other thing that happened was uh, a, a bomb ended up getting uh, set off on the uh, the mayor's uh, estate, it's uh, pretty good. And that that kind of like was was the turning point of like, okay, I guess we had to work with these fucking people yeah. now. So basically, <laughs> what happened is the police went on strike and terrorized San Francisco into basically right. meeting their demands more Which, or less. I, I I know that we wanted to bring this up later, but I feel like this is just a perfect time to do sure. it. Um, but we've been talking in the workshop a lot about. Uh, Deleuze and Guattari's uh, conception of the war machine and nomadism and and in a way that is um, shining a positive light on it as well as uh, uh, exposing, well, not even a, a positive light, but exposing the power that comes with something like this. Well, I think the, uh, this the positive light is, is the idea of nomadism being uncapturable by the state right yeah yeah only temporary uh, temporarily captured things like that right but 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 one of the one of the things that's that's noted again and again is that anything like a war machine like mike said is is only only semi i'm trying to avoid a lot of uh 
verbiage here, but um, is only made solid and capturable by the state in very limited forms and then still moves and flows out of those. Right. Um, and we can't possibly forget that the police are a war machine themselves, right? Um, in part of a larger war machine and getting closer and more integrated into another war machine. And so when you see the police acting both in 1975 and contemporaneously when we have them in, uh, in cities that have banned the use of something like gas grenades and, uh, and flashbangs yep. that they then go ahead and raise a blue, f- blue, uh, lives matter flag and then begin deploying these weapons anyway, mm-hmm. that these people are not necessarily even part of the state apparatus. And like I, I frown on the state apparatus and I frown on the police in, 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 uh, some varying and overlapping ways, but that at a certain point when threatened, the police are going to make it obvious that they are part of a different organism all their own right yeah um so something to fucking keep in mind <laughs> i i find the authority of uh municipal uh like city municipal uh police chiefs and uh uh cops in general and cities like how their authority like works mm. like the fact that they can even like they're technically city employees right yeah um, politicians are theoretically well, trained and armed them to fucking yeah. police us and then they do what they want which is you know extremely alarming but yeah. they don't have any like like most city police forces don't have any state constitutional uh um jurisdictional authority it's granted to them by elected officials like the sheriff departments have whatever problems they have but like technically we could abolish a sheriff's department yeah through some mode of government or democracy uh, i was actually going to bring this up while we were starting to talk about it It's, it's it's even more interesting and maybe complicated than than uh what what you're saying what what you're saying isn't wrong in essence but uh working for for uh, the government agency that I do, uh, I know that, uh, the, the San Diego area has, um, primarily sheriff's departments. Yeah. The city I'm in is, is all oh, sheriffs. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm, so, I'm and so what, sheriffs. what it is, I mean, sheriffs is, are fucked up too. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah sher- sheriffs do, are, yeah. sheriffs are technically better than regular police <laughs> and, and how they operate. I still have like tons and tons of problems with them, but they're like, less up in your shit so oceanside has a police department right right um all um, a lot of other cities around this area actually have a sheriff's department and the sheriff is a county-run organization and and the sheriff is an elected official technically sure right? yeah I'm, so I'm, I'm not really getting into that so much as well uh, well we, these, we have a these, lot of listener that is not in the u.s sure, or yeah, anything so fair, just fair clarifying enough, that enough, yeah um but uh, what a lot of cities actually have here is a contract with the sheriff's uh, department. Mm. Oh. Uh, and so if, if like, and, and this is why I think it's maybe a better situation, even though this will never happen because of how people view, uh, you know, the, the protective force of, of the sheriff's department. But if we really wanted to get rid of them, we could just terminate their contracts. Right. <laughs> like, like easily just get rid of them by like, oh, okay. Yeah. We don't have a contract with you anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it also has some other concerning things because 
you know, these are contracts with a contracted force that that has all these weapons. And so the amount of control that a city has over a contracted force like that is actually less because they they have their own internal protocols. Yeah, that, that's that's something I was going to point out, yeah. which is that when you when you have the contracting come in to play it, uh it of course means that there's more space for weird <laughs> money maneuvering yeah. and 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 issues, but also the fact that you're only their boss in the sense that you are you know part of a voluntary yeah. contract with them at a moment, and so, so they're really allowed to do whatever the fuck they want <laughs> right. to do. Yeah, yeah. And one one of the one of the minor benefits of having a sheriff's force instead of like an actual city police force is the sheriffs don't really give a shit about like having expired tags or anything like that. That's that's not something that they really give uh any care to you know pulling you over because you've got expired tags or no at least here in texas sheriffs do all kinds of shit Mm. really do they because out out uh, here out here their their general view is like if somebody's got an expired tag we don't care because it's it's probably the dmv is just late or whatever i've been i've been i've had a weird mixed experience with it because you know i've I've lived in vista as kind of a a central point no matter if i move to another state or whatnot i i always seem to to come back for some period of time but uh for most of my life and uh i've been harassed quite a lot in vista um yeah by the sheriffs but also i used to be a kid that had a giant mohawk and and drove a, a piece of shit so maybe they just wanted to fuck with me but but even in my like adult life um yeah, but I also, you know, did go without tags for almost a year and only got bothered about it for a couple times. See, that's what I'm but, saying. But, like... but, but, but also just little things like one of my lights is out and I get really? bugged. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I think it varies. It's a it's a person-by-person basis. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, they probably do it less than... If I was in Oceanside, it would probably happen more. You know, oh, for sure. Based on that, yeah. 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 But also, Oceanside cops are fucking dicks. They, yeah, they well, are yeah. awful. <laughs> well, they are they are a city police force, and and yeah, yeah. They, um, I, I mean, we just our first article that we started off yeah. with was uh, the the Oceanside city, you know, clearing out a homeless camp. Well, who do you think oversaw the the security right. for for that event? Was the Oceanside police? Who do you think called that in? Probably yeah. the Oceanside police. Yeah, Oceanside police are are no. notoriously bad. Mm-hmm. Like they're uh, they're the they're the mid-sized town city version of like LAPD maybe <laughs> yeah which LAPD is Ooh, buddy. also pretty good <laughs> I mean the the LAPD has acknowledged that they have uh, white supremacist uh, gangs oh, sure. within their their own police force yeah. so um, yeah pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> um, so actually, the the next one is we we should have brought this up before, mm. but it's back to uh, Dante Wright. Um, right. If you want to pop that tab up, John. Um, tragic connection. Nope. Yep. Tragic connection. That's yeah. the one. Tragic. Okay. There we go. Uh, so it turns out, and this is you know going back to the the idea that this is such a small space between where George Floyd was killed and where Dante Wright was killed. Uh, Dante Wright had a a high school teacher uh, when he was growing up uh, that just happens to be uh, the girlfriend of George Floyd uh, when when he died. Um, and so, you know, you, you really get this picture of, of the, the institution of violence that surrounds the police in this community and how they treat 
uh, uh the black people in their community especially and um where where there's you know it's like it's like the three degrees to to kevin bacon thing like how how can you find your relationship to kevin bacon within like three different people that you know um right. that game that people play this is like how many degrees to police violence you know yeah and but but it's yeah. also it's a really good argument for if you're going to have something like a police force that they should come from the communities that they police yep um because yeah. you know any community is ultimately relatively insular uh and none of them are closed systems i mean no, no such thing but but that and i haven't looked into this that much but if i had to guess uh, the officers that have killed both of these people uh, probably don't live in the, the communities where these people were shot. They probably don't. Uh, this is that's generally how this works. Uh, what what's the uh, the gal's name that uh, killed Dante? Right? No, I forget. Potter. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we could look up because they they turned her uh, they turned her house into a fortress like overnight. Yeah. <laughs> like a pottery barn came up. Right. Yeah, but so so you gotta Kim Potter. Kim Potter, yeah. yeah Kim if, Potter. We, if you could yeah. look up her house, because I'm sure it's on the internet. <laughs> yeah, now we're on. Now we're on a. Now, now we're doxing her because we're doing this yeah. live. No, everybody so. already knows. Yeah, everybody already knows. <laughs> right, Kim but, Potter house. It's right there. Yeah. I mean, do we care that we're doxing? No, no. Uh, Minnesota police. So she does live in Minnesota. <laughs> uh barricades oh. built around but but what what so community? she lives in she lives in minneapolis southwest southwest but then we have to look up the other person and we don't want to dox them and do we? so <laughs> well i'm not talking about the cop yeah. i'm talking about the victim oh yeah yeah, yeah we well, don't well, we probably don't want to dox he was, victims. he was from he was from brooklyn center uh, right and we then we're that i mean this is just this is just a lot of legwork for yeah, for no. very little purpose i agree more than anything else um, uh, I, I yeah, forget that's her I... house. If anyone wants to check it out, <laughs> if anyone wants to mail her poop, yeah, because yeah. Uh, there's not uh, a standing guard of police officers out there right now. Yeah, um, there's there's her which, mailbox which, could be filled with shit to, at any moment. To be moment. fair, it's very common that murderers get uh, get a police protective force that put around true. their house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's one but, of the it's one of the only ways to get uh, uh, police protection. Yeah. Right. I need some police protection, so I'm gonna murder but, somebody. But, but e- even if she lives in Minneapolis or right. Minnesota or or even you know, um, I if I was a police officer, I should only be allowed to police the area the city, that you live in. Yeah. If not, may, maybe maybe, but probably not like the Tri City area. Just no, just the city I live in. Just yeah. the city I live in. That's the only way to make well, it make it's, sense. It's uh, it's how city councils work, right? Like you, right. you have to be from a certain part of the city, a certain district of the city, in order to represent that district. Right. You should, as a police officer, have to live in whatever district you're policing. Yeah. And I saw a statistic, and and this is why we kind of went down this rabbit hole, or or at least it was why I wanted to go down this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a statistic a while back, like it, way back when when uh, the the riots first happened after. George Floyd's uh, murder and um, it was something like 70% of police in Minneapolis aren't from Minneapolis they're they're from like yep. outside towns and and so this is like they go to their place of work where they have no skin in the game and they're policing like they have no skin in the game like yep. they're policing like
like they could do whatever they want to somebody and they're not going to run into that person at the grocery store the next day. Right. Whereas, and they don't you know, know them. They don't know their family. They right. don't have any kind of interaction. It's like if you brought in someone to be your stepdad <laughs> and they were just we'll never there. call you dad. <laughs> right. But but no, like if, if, if you had someone that would randomly come in to police your house that didn't, in fact, like live or exist there for any period of time, they just right. came there for eight hours a day to like abuse your kids. Like, uh, come on. So Sounds kind of cool. Texas actually. is actually kind of interesting mm. other than where we are moving away from small government models with uh, Governor Abbott mm, uh, cool dude. taking control of the state. Yeah. But we have constables. Constables? In, yeah. Uh, it's a another constitutional, uh, uh, which again the constables also have fucking problems with being cops sure. and fucking abusing their authority. Yeah, anybody However, in this position. <laughs> it every county, which it includes a city if it's in that county, uh, districts like a councilman or anything else have elected constables. Granted, they serve the justice of the peace and just serve warrants and. Uh, 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 judicial orders like uh, evictions, uh, uh, people uh, being ordered to appear before court, stuff like that. Mm. But I think it would be actually interesting if, like, yeah, like my 10,000 person population or 30,000 person population of my city has a elected cop that has to live in my district and know my community. Oh. And he actually, or they have the authority. Uh, the uh, policing authority. Right. Uh, instead of just somebody that they hired from fucking LA. Like yeah. yeah. How, what, I can't remember where our police commissioner was hired from, but he's not from Texas. I don't believe. Right. Not from, not from around here, are you? Yeah. Yeah. They just, well, step in the right direction, but also a step uh, that, that doesn't move towards abolition. So just, yeah. <laughs> Or maybe well, yeah, it gets a little no, closer yeah, to it, yeah. I mean, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That think, is interesting. I think policing is probably irreparably broken. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I agree. And and you know, I I see a lot of people, and and this is where I'll call out somebody like Sam Cedar again. Oh no, not Sammy Cedar. He'll he'll return my calls one day. Yeah, I've never called him. You should. Uh, but but you know, you see people like nominally left people who are saying oh what we really need is reform and so it's harmful to call for abolition or defunding or anything like that like that's going a step too far but i would like to make the argument that you know calling for abolition is actually the most useful thing because what you're doing is saying if you don't get your shit together we're gonna fire you yeah and and what you'll see is if yeah. people like actually start substantive substantively calling for abolition uh, the police force is going to have to meet that demand in a way that doesn't remove their jobs and reforms them to the point that we probably need them to be reformed to. Uh, and, and we're talking about sweeping, sweeping changes in, in the way that they operate and what they do. Uh, but, you know, yeah. like calling for abolition has no has no negative effect other than not enough people know that you should be calling for abolition right now. Right, right. Then, you know, I, I'm, I'm always... Uh, proponent well maybe not always 99.9 percent .9 of the time uh, uh proponent of uh of aiming 
for a place further than where you plan to land. For sure, right? because so, because you miss 100% of the yeah. shot you don't take. You also right. miss 99% <laughs> of the shots you do take, but right. you, you, you get a yeah. little closer. You at least go in the right direction. Um, but uh, Shoot for the moon and you might hit the stars. And strangle to death in yeah. the space. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. So I... Uh, I also do think that someone like 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 Sam, I call him by his first name because yeah. he and I are Best very friends. close friends. Um, call me back, Sam. Um, but I, I think one of the reasons, apart from the fact that he really is just kind of like a rad lib, and I don't think that he really has a problem with being referred to in that way. I think Probably he's like, not. yeah, he's like a, a he's a sock dem. That's actually more right, like appropriate. Yeah. Um, which uh, which which God bless, still further left than most people. No, um, and, and but yeah, um, my, my calling him out is more like a. Right. A minutiae um, sort of detail. But but I I think one of the reasons that he points out something like that, like uh, we we shouldn't be asking for abolition, is that's more of a tactical choice on his part, where it's just like, I think that we need to be speaking to people and, and saying that, like, well, defund is bad uh, in, like, political terms, and so we should be trying to, like, encourage people to, like, make small steps. And I disagree with a lot of the stuff, but I think... It's it's less to do with his genuine politics and more with the way that he's maneuvering. No, for sure. Um, and I, and yeah. I, my my difference with him is I I don't think that's a useful way to maneuver. Agreed. Cheers. But I think I think yeah. you're you're starting off on the back foot when you yeah. when you go with these half measures trying to uh, like meet people halfway you're you're moving forward and so you're losing that like position yep. that you should have where where you should be uh you know it's what we talk about with uh with with uh foucault and his his uh, essay on the iranian revolution foucault. where you know you need to be uh sometimes uh what what is the word um uh, irrational in in some cases where where it's not recognizing like what you will actually achieve but making that that inflexible demand that they meet you at your position so that they have to at least try to reach it you know? i i mean not 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 to be nitpicky yeah. but but the, the re, really the point behind foucault's thing isn't even that people are choosing to be irrational but simply no, no, that no. that they, these things happen to simply erupt out of time in history yeah. right no but but um, but, but, that, but that they still come out of irrational means anyway right. Right. Yeah, or and rational. I mean, it's a mix. Yeah, no, I, I meant more like yeah. how we interpreted that as, right. as like right. what we should be doing, um, rather sure. than what Foucault was saying. Um, what was that, John? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was just thinking about like the the whole like tactics things. Like, I'm completely comfortable, like, or the or the uh, the irrational point of view. Like, so, like best case scenario the police are defunded and we have nothing we only have new things to build uh to mm. deal with murders and crime or whatever like right i think it's like i think it it, it is uh constructive to take that point of view but it's like yeah, i yeah. think that it would be better and more humane to completely replace police as we have them absolutely and cops that are currently cops right now that aren't getting fired for doing the right thing uh fucking they should get they should be gone too yeah and 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 to uh just because right right um so mike brought up the theory stuff so i feel like that gives me permission to bring in more theory go ahead um, granted 
but Walter Benjamin uh, is the most recent person we're talking about in the workshop. But one of the things that he's very careful to point out is that violence as a means to an end is generally not something that makes sense. It just that's that's a, a, a confused way of, of thinking about the way that that morals or ethics works. Uh, and that you can never really say that like an ends is worth the violence of its means, but that generally speaking, when you're looking at violence as as means, you're actually look actually looking at something that is just trying to uphold itself with violence. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at something like law on the state uh, or the police or anything like that, they use violence not so that they can end at a certain end point of justice, but they're using violence so that they can continue upholding their ongoing violence yep um and so when you have something like the police force the police force exists because the police force exists power exists so that it can say to us i am powerful right like that's the only it's it 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 goes into a a a loop uh Rather than being uh, something that, you know, it's supposed to serve a certain goal or purpose and it does everything that it has to do in order to get to that point. It only exists to expose its own power and to defend that power. And so, of course, you're going to see cops responding to something like the legal ends that they're supposed to be supporting um, when the law goes ahead and says something like we banned pepper spray. Uh, or, or pepper bombs or whatever, uh, and they'll say no, fuck you, because they only exist to uh, defend their own power. Yep. Uh, John, I just put a link in the Discord if you want to hit that real quick. <clears throat> um, and th- and this 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 goes into what you're saying about uh, how. The, oh yeah, this yep. the the police oh, exist, yeah. but the but the violence that they're perpetrating isn't isn't for. Dude, time is insane because I remember when this came out. Right. And I I'm comparing that to uh we were talking about that Moby song, the old the, <laughs> the, the only Moby song anyone's yeah, ever heard. I've right. I I have already forgotten again what it's called. But this 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 story came out three years before that Moby song did. And yeah. this feels recent to me, and that Moby song sounds like something that's been around since like I don't know, nineteen ninety six. Um and it's in fact not the case. Anyway, sorry. I'm no, losing no, no. my mind. Uh so you you're talking about how the, the police structure exists because it exists and it uses violence to maintain its existence. Yeah. Uh it, you know, there there are people who believe that the police force exists to protect us. Uh but the Supreme Court back in two thousand and five ruled that uh uh, the police do not have a constitutional duty to protect a person right. from harm. Um, even and and this is this is what the article reads. Uh, even a woman who had obtained a court issued protective order against a violent husband uh, making an arrest mandatory for a violation. It's like so, it's it's a weird baby version of the Good Samaritan law a little bit, where right. where they're saying a Good Samaritan if they end up injuring you while well, they try to perform CPR isn't responsible for that harm. And so a police officer, if they don't in fact defend you when they should be, uh, they don't actually have to defend you. Um, right. I mean, the, it's like the, an extremization the of that precedent that it's set. Yes. No, no, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, much, much different than the, the good Samaritan law where somebody's yeah. actively trying to help and maybe does, yeah. does help the wrong way uh, where this is like, no, you don't have to help. Yeah, and, of course. And uh, we won't hold anything against you. If you I mean, that's, help. that's the danger of legal precedent is that it uh, like always invariably is able to be stretched in some like bizarre way in one did, direction or did the other. Did the lose ever say anything about jurisprudence versus uh, 
<laughs> I mean, he says a lot about yeah, I know jurisprudence versus what, or was oh, that a joke? Ver- ver- no, versus like like established <laughs> law and how jurisprudence is more important than than like actually having like codified specific laws like this. Yeah, actually, a lot. But I feel like we we should put time aside separate from yeah, this that, to that, do that. That's why I kind of yeah. just set no, it up as no, like that's, a joke. That's topic, absolutely yeah. the case. Right. Um, um, and and John, John, I I know you want to say something, but just really quickly, just a just a game for everyone to play is um, try to get into a, an argument with someone who like <laughs> loves the police, and and just yeah. see how many not even minutes but seconds it takes before a tautology comes up oh for sure yeah. okay sorry john what's up oh no i'm i didn't have anything oh god damn it <laughs> Whoa, fuck don't, you don't yell don't yell <laughs> all right sorry yeah i needed to get the fuck you in Very one quiet, time peaceful podcast Sorry, I, I just know that people are expecting the fuck you now because I got a bunch of messages saying, like, you have a catchphrase. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you is your catchphrase? Yeah, I guess. I'll fuck you. Yeah. Well, I guess we is need to find now? out. I'm going to put it on a shirt. Yeah. We need to find out what my catchphrase is and what John's catchphrase is. Uh, uh, yeah. I sniff my own butt. Is that mine? Yeah. That's mine? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of fucked up, actually. Sorry. I, John, I, I don't know you well enough. Yeah. I, I sent I'm you those messages it. in private. <laughs> Um, no, I don't. I don't know myself well enough yet. It, it's so. just hairbrushing sounds. So it's just ASMR noise. <laughs> That's my catchphrase. Mine is a burp and a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. This is this is not yeah. good. The the intellectual one, I guess. <laughs> um, no, no good segue, I guess, because we ran out of all of our segue options. Uh, but if you could go to the link, uh, the flow of uh, military gear. Hell yeah. There we go. That's a good. That you know, all I know about crafts is that the higher they go up, the better they are. Yeah, you gotta right? have diamond yeah. hands so that you maintain hold of the stock of military weapons. Oh no, going to the police force uh, since 2013. That's um, crazy. So, who was president in 2013? Does anybody remember? Uh, I feel like oh, that was probably Obama. It was. It was Obama. <laughs> Uh, so, so in, uh, 2013, um, the program started that, uh, military gear would be, um, and I remember like way back, I I was still like a a baby leftist at this point. Mm. I I just got out of the, I just got out of the Marine Corps in 2013. Uh, so I had like a basic, like anti-government slant because I hated the Marine Corps so much that I was like, anything that the government does is bullshit. And I, but also communism, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I had some, some mixed, uh, confused feelings about that. Mostly because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, so, you know, even back in 2013, I remember seeing this program pop up and I was like, man, that's really a bad idea to give the police a bunch of military gear. Right. And so we're talking about like, I thought this was a bad idea. Uh, according to the graph back when we were like maybe $10 million of like uh, military gear giving being given to uh, police forces. Mm. Um, since that, that, that point in 2013, we have now gotten to the point where over $1.4 billion of military equipment is being transferred to police forces. You will note that the very last uh, the very last year marked on that uh, on that graph is 2021. How far into 2021 are we at this point? <laughs> Not very exactly exactly one third 
of the year and we are already exceeding 1.4 billion dollars worth of gear um it's pretty cool so this article is by uh steven Sem- semler uh, uh who works for jacobin a lot um but but this is one of his like bugaboo items is, is tracking this kind of thing and and the 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 military gear being funneled to police departments and he noticed that ever since Biden took office. And so, you know, when, when we consider this this massive number over 1.4 billion, this is since Biden took office that he really started noticing that there was this massive spike in military equipment being uh, delivered to police departments. So again, we're only one third of, of the way through yeah. uh, 2021, and we've already seen a massive spike in military equipment being delivered to the police departments. Um, go ahead yeah. and click on the next link. Very, very relevant uh, uh, information. So uh, <clears throat> Biden could easily recall all the military equipment that uh, that has been been given to police departments, even back, I believe, to that that start in 2013. Um, so the so the the, uh, the 1033 program actually started in 1997. It really gained traction in 2013. The reason it gained traction in 2013 is because there was the drawdown in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, so you know the government had all this extra military gear lying around, and they're like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and funnel it to uh, uh, the police departments." <laughs> Mine resistant ambush protected vehicles right. for the police. Yep. For the police. Yep. So you see the the large number there is Humvees. Uh, the reason that Humvees is such a large number is because halfway through, um, I guess up until now, because the war on terror is still going. Uh, Humvees were phased out because they were they were no longer capable, like armored enough, right? Yeah, they they weren't armored enough. They weren't capable of withstanding the the blasts that that we were seeing in Iraq and Afghanistan, and so they basically all but phased out Humvees, uh, except for like stateside use sometimes as transportation. <laughs> yeah, um, they're like basically ranch cart smell right yeah so so they got rid of like the humvee program and they started with the mrap program which is the mine resistant ambush ambush protected vehicles um and so you know you had all these humvees being delivered to police departments which is already troubling enough a humvee is very clearly a military grade vehicle that doesn't belong uh, on the street but then you have other military vehicles but then, of which there are a thousand one and i'm certain that that one <laughs> right. is either like an ac-10 or a tank like it's, sure. a, it's, oh, no. it's, it's a fucking military plane police, that can hover and like kill you with gatling guns police departments do have tanks sometimes yeah yes, I'm, yes i'm almost positive i've seen, I've seen the lapd like police tank yeah yeah but what about an ac-10 i have no uh, i have no data on that uh but so that would be that would be so <laughs> fucked up it would be funny to me like like a tank coming through that's like too real even now but if they came through with a fucking battleship plane i would so you're saying I you're saying even, ac10 i think what you mean is uh oh, am I AC, fucking that up? ac130 ac130 probably yeah yeah the, the ac110 is i believe the warthog which is which is still troubling because it like fucking, oh, the ac10 is a warthead the warthog tank right no or, no, or, no it's, it's, confu- it's, which, what it's, am i confusing it's a it's an attack plane yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. No, you're talking about the tanks, right? 
What, no, what's AC-10? The AC-10 is like a like a jet fighter attack plane. Oh, the AC-130 oh, okay. is like the actual gunship. Sorry, that, yes, I'm talking about the 130. And, yeah. I'm talking about the 130. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure the AC-10 is a plane, but I'm also an idiot. I don't know. Okay, I, but I it's a different be, kind of plane. I might be wrong on that too. I'm not. You're a, probably right. Not an aviation guy. Hey, Jamie. I know you're not Jamie, but 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 uh, oh, the, look the that up. AC-10 is a, uh, a, a tube amp for a guitar. Oh, okay. No, That's what I'm talking right. about. Yeah, the AC-10 is uh, it's a jet. Yeah, it's a versus jet. The, versus the 130 is the is is the thing I'm trying to shit post with my mouth an, about. It's an A10. A10. Yeah. So so we were both wrong, sort of. A10. Yeah. I mean, I this know. is not fun for people to watch, probably, but... <laughs> it's okay. Anyway. No, the, the AC-130 is the big gunship that'll the circle around. AC-130 and... is what I want all police departments to have, and all sheriffs. All, each sheriff should have their own, in fact. Yeah, and, and which, which means that they have to have a licensed pilot, too, now. Um, no, they should just fly them. <laughs> <laughs> they, should just, they should just have somebody completely unqualified handling yeah. this, we this elect, weapon We, we elected you, you can fly this. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> that one is an AC-130. Right. Yeah. Thank you. That one military, other military vehicle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, uh, explaining the timeline of this, you have so many Humvees in circulation among police forces because the Humvee program was basically completely phased out. Uh, the, the MRAP program is still active but there was the drawdown in afghanistan and iraq and so the military had lots of extra vehicles lying around and they were like what do we do with these vehicles and uh obama was like why don't you give them to the police force yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you know the, the mrap started appearing in police forces and uh, uh yeah now now we are where we are and uh going back to the the previous link john um Is- is that, the easiest way to make John laugh just doing an Obama voice? I guess so. I think so. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, no, so, I'm, I'm actually laughing at what's going on in my head. Oh, oh, yeah. What's yeah. happening but, in your head? Oh well, uh, uh, th- thinking about the uh, Obama being like, "Oh, let's give uh, the the cops uh, uh, these uh, MRAPs," and then I'm thinking of like a neoliberal like justification for it. That oh. it's like, oh, if because you know, there's nothing that any civilian can do to an MRAP. No, if they do not make like a 200 pound fucking IED. Right. Yeah. And even still, they better make a good one. Like MRAPs are pretty good. Like they, they could probably like yeah, they, they a big bomb. They have a but veed. I mean, they have a veed bottom that's meant to like disperse any kind of energy that's uh, that's directed at it. So yeah, not saying they're invincible or whatever, but like I've seen cops just open fire at shoulder height uh, with uh, rubber bullets because people have thrown. Uh, water bottles yes. at these fucking MRAPs. Right, right. So I'm thinking of like a neoliberal, like Obama being like, "Oh, they can just sit in the MRAP and let the protesters throw, uh, you know, uh, pieces of paper at them and <laughs> enrage them to the point of brutalizing the population." But no, they they just, you know, like, how dare you fucking get water bottle on my just, fucking government tank. If you throw one more can of soup at my MRAP. <laughs> soup for my family. <laughs> for your family. Yeah, like, uh, I think most most guys that I uh, served with, uh, if I if I was in an MRAP and I, like, shot a kid that threw a rock at our MRAP. Yeah, I don't think many people would be on board with that. 
yeah, even if it was a rubber bullet, you know, right? They probably think I was a monster, but it's just like yeah. par for the course with so many cops. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I, I I've been making the point on my Instagram that uh, the police are are basically like if you really think about it, and and you really explore this, the police are uh, an occupying force in America. Yes. Um, just just based off of like the gear they're using alone, and and, and you know yeah. the 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 pictures that they take in front of these these massive like. Uh, MRAP, MRAPs are, are fucking giant vehicles. They're they're not even street legal. They're so big. Right. Um, and you can look up like and- Sheriff uh, MRAP, and and I think there's probably a really good. Uh, uh, well, you looked up MRP. And and, and, and also just just a, just a little point as we look this up. Um, middle school teachers are braver than police are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, they, they get assaulted by kids all the time. <laughs> they can't shoot anyone. Right. They can't even touch them. So you know, you look at these pictures of these these you know totally practical SWAT vehicles. Yeah, these these police officers and and uh, oh oh uh, mid bottom right. That's that's a great picture. To the, the right, one? yeah, yeah. That that is that so is good. a deployment picture Man, right I'm, there. Right, John. I'm like, tell stiffy. me, tell me that's yeah. not, tell me that's not yeah. a fucking deployment picture. Yeah, like, and it's so fucking crazy because I don't know why, like, like anybody, like anybody who thinks that this is good optics of like what the people that are right. supposed to be protecting <laughs> us, like, they're literally like standing in yeah. our way in right. fucking yeah. armor. And and also to be clear, like if you had a normal sized vehicle behind these people, you would barely see the top. Like, and I'm talking oh, yeah, about a normal sized sure. truck. Yeah, like an F two, like an F two fifty or something. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, which is still not a normal truck. Yeah, yeah. M wraps are are huge. They're yeah. they're actually dangerous to drive. I bet uh, because they have like such you know they're they're so up armored. And the way that the windows have to be in order for them to be as up armored as they are, yeah. you can't really see uh, everything around you. And so when whenever uh, an MRAP would come onto our compound, uh, John and I worked for a maintenance battalion. And so one of one of the one of the uh, uh, platoons in this maintenance battalion was a uh, an MRAP repair platoon. Whenever an MRAP came on the compound, they had to have somebody guiding the MRAP through the compound right. because they're so dangerous to drive around people yet we have sheriff departments police departments driving them around on on roads uh during protests yeah um, yeah that's they're, crazy they're, they're assault vehicles they, they are right. assault yeah they're not for they're not for being careful around people they're for killing people yeah when like like they make all these arguments about like oh well like we can just slowly push through a crowd to get through to somebody injured or whatever fucking no like, way fucking kill somebody in yeah, yeah. Fucking you can't slowly push it's, through a crowd and, and by the way <laughs> yeah. fucking crowds have their own medics generally speaking yeah. like stay the fuck away from yeah. me like <laughs> yeah actually uh I, I volunteered for one of the protests here as a field medic god bless there were tons there were tons of them so yeah. yeah john's base is shit dude yeah um uh, if we could go back to the the main uh group of tabs we had i'm gonna say that unironically now john is based no just oh. god bless god, god, god bless god bless because i mean it. I, I, I fucking mean it john god bless you 
Um, so yeah, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Let's let's go ahead and uh, touch that. Don't bless him. <laughs> yeah, don't don't bless him. Gosh, curse. God. <laughs> Gord curse. Go, go, oh, goddess, man. goddess. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm not gonna do that. Is that Kyle Rittenhouse's mom, or is that Kim? Or is that, <laughs> or is that Kim Potter? Kim Potter That's is Kim Rittenhouse's Potter. mom. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, they look identical. Kim Possible is uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's mom. Hold up, hold up. Look up, look up Kim Potter That's real her. quick. Is that her? Yeah. No, that's not that her. That is Kim Potter. Yeah. She looks but like it, shit it, after she, spending she, a night she, in jail. She was, a, she was arrested. Yeah. Well, why is she on the... Uh, the... Because she shoots people. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, guess, I, guess, I guess if they're not blood related, they have the relation of uh, shooting people for no reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See below that. Former police, Kim Potter, uh, right okay. and appropriate. Yeah. As in the yeah. charges are right and appropriate, not her. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. So, Dorian, you were the one that wanted to bring this up. Uh, the police are supporting Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, no, I, I had I had my yeah. thing that we were going to talk about after the Rittenhouse thing. Oh, well, I, 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 I wanted to bring this up because okay. Uh, okay. I was like, oh, bad. God, it's, what did uh, I do? <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, I've seen uh, a few a few videos uh, that's just like a. Uh, really interesting uh like a black guy you has a uh a gun on the seat of his uh car which depending on what state you might be in that could totally be fucking legal right sure right uh, but like so uh like or the the, the uh the 13-year-old kid who got shot right uh you know uh shots are fired a 13-year-old's running around with a gun uh uh the kid gives up uh but he gets shot anyways but yeah, right. written house like shots are going off cops are responding a kid fucking running with a fucking assault rifle yeah. away from an area that fucking gunshots just went off it's way through for sure yeah yeah no suspicion or fucking right. anything well uh what color was kyle a lot of them fucking uh support his uh murder yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, um i want to i want to really quickly apologize and no one's going to believe me now uh but you can rewind uh, because i i let out a little laugh when you were first talking about this but it's only because there was this really obnoxious ad sitting on the screen for gut felt with an exclamation point for this oh, yeah. awful new like conservative comedy show yeah, featuring that piece so of bad. shit. But anyway, now, now it's the Fox News Proud American Equals Gear, which is actually a, a very uh, fucking funny. Since, since you brought um, up Adam Toledo. Um, yeah. Go which is, <laughs> it, it, if you haven't seen the video, I mean, most of the videos that are uh, available of it are censored to some reason. Yeah. And it's extremely apparent that this guy put his hands up. Like, right, yeah. I know weird shit happens when you're full of adrenaline. But um, this is, yeah, this is the last thing we see before a man pulls or per. Yeah, but b- before a gun is pulled and fires into this person's body, right? Um, and um, the thing that like it's it's so fucked up, it's almost funny. But when the officer runs up to this child mm-hmm. after shooting them, uh, the first thing they say is <clears throat> is Are you okay? Yeah. Hey, I know I just I just fucked you up. Yeah, but and then asked where were right, you shot, bro? and it is like manhandling them and trying to like roll them over right. and stuff like that while like trying to call uh, for backup. But hey, bro, you okay, bro? Yeah, I know I just shot you, but how are you feeling today? What's what's uh, what's going on? Yeah, 
The weather's pretty wacky, right? It's been been some weird weather recently. It's it's a thirteen year old child, man. Yeah. Like, and I know you're yeah. supposed to yeah. shoot for body, like 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 center of mass, but somehow, like, we gotta change that fucking training if you're gonna shoot people. Like, well, uh, that well, doesn't. But they're, they're they're training to shoot. Yeah. No. Right. Right. Because, right. Like, like, like. There's like. Uh, Bush has gone. We, me and Bush have gone through military training. Oh man, we, you just you just dead named me. It, it. Oh, sorry, DC. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's Fucking, all good, man. You got to use the racist slave thing. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Taking it back. But, um, <laughs> uh, well, it, it's like that. It's like the fucking chick who fucking pulled her gun out instead of her taser. It's like yep. guys chasing the kid. Fucking, he's yelling to drop the gun. Fucking, uh, apparently, I guess the kid did drop the gun. Tells him to freeze. The kid freezes. He puts his hands up, and then at the end of what I'm guessing is a training scenario, going through this fucking cop's head, right. there is a gun, and he pulls the trigger. Yeah, and but like it, in his the training scenario in his head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, so I, mean, I. This is this is definitely different than police and, training, but it, it's sorry. Go on. Well, and it, it is different from it, it is different from. Uh, it's not just training. Like I, I'm not saying that it is just training. I'm saying that the problem is is that we're letting. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, I. 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 I was. I was about to lead into another point. I wasn't calling yeah. this like a one for one for the yeah, training yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we just need to retrain the cops. No, no. It's deeper problems than that. No, absolutely not. Though, though I do no. think that there is something involved with the training. Like, I, I, I think maybe me me saying half of my point uh, led to a miscommunication a little bit. But um, I trained to be a paramedic. And and while, you know, no one, no one that's a paramedic is running around with a gun or anything, the, the thing that is constantly pounded into your point, especially because a lot of people become paramedics be- before becoming firefighters or cops or something of the sort is always the most important thing you can possibly do. And this is justified to some degree, at least when you're a paramedic is cover your own ass. And the most important thing is that you don't get hurt or die. And this is the only thing that's important is that you help them if you can, but otherwise you don't get hurt. And this same type of thinking, it, you know, creeps into then, you know, fire departments, which again, may be fair, though hopefully we do have occasional firefighters that run into burning buildings to try to save people, um, and into police forces. Um, And so this this same kind of CYA rule set ends up echoing through, where it's the most important thing when you're dealing with someone is that you don't die. But while that's applicable to paramedics and maybe to, like, firefighters for the most part, it's not applicable to cops because cops have an option of killing people. Yeah. Right? But but, but the same type of training is universal. They're... Like they're allowed to get scared and yep. kill somebody, right. fucking, but not, uh, not a civilian. A civilian can't do that. Kill somebody, yeah. Be out of shape. Kill somebody because they're out of shape. Right. And it's like I'm right. I'm old and I'm fat, and yeah. this guy's like twenty, and it's like, well, then maybe you shouldn't be a fucking cop for sure. Right. right. Yeah. Like, there's so many justifications for why they. On, on the subject of training, I, I popped a link into the Discord if you want to pull that up real quick. What. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there was a series oh of... Oh my uh, god! I just read the what? title. I just saw the pictures and laughed, and then I read the title. Yeah, so there, oh there, was, a, uh, there was a series of training targets for, for a long time in the Department of Homeland Security, which is different than the police force, but we can assume that there was some overlap in training here. This isn't... This is real? Yeah. This is real, yeah. And so the, the series of training was, was called No More Hesitation uh, Shooting Targets, and and basically, it was people who you would like to view as maybe innocent or you shouldn't shoot, uh, uh, but they're holding guns in these photos. And so the training was that, like, you shouldn't have the hesitation that when you see a gun pointed at you or what you perceive to be a gun pointed at you, that you should start pulling the trigger on them. And so uh, for for the listener and not the viewer... Um, you have oh, uh, John. If you could go wow. up just a little bit, uh, the first image is a uh, a very young girl uh, holding a gun. A very young girl holding the hand of a baby girl, like a toddler. Yeah, yeah. There's like just to her side is yeah. a little toddler, and they're and, in they're in a park. And there's a, a swing park. behind. Yeah, her. there's a swing behind. These, these are all very important pieces <laughs> right, of flavor. Yeah. So, uh, but but this this uh, this young girl, maybe ten or eleven, is uh, yeah. pointing a gun at the at the viewer. Uh, the next slide is a uh, pregnant woman in what very... looks like a meat factory no it's it's uh, there's like fluffy <laughs> curtains and shit yeah there's fluffy curtains in the background so so she's in a home uh she's very visibly pregnant she's she got the might pregnant be italian though are those dreadlocks those are dreads are yeah. they? Well, then why are you oh, hesitating yeah. if they've got oh, dreads you gotta shoot. Oh, shoot shoot first ask questions yeah. later you know you know what i like the most about this picture the fog of war no, that that it's uh, that it's clearly photoshopped because the, oh, yeah. the hand is like coming out of the side of her head almost. Right, right. Uh, um, yeah, you I can tell. Actually, the bump is looks kind of yeah, it's exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, but but that makes it even worse actually because yeah. this is an exaggerated pregnant woman holding a gun uh, at you and and the the idea was that we're training you to shoot this person despite all the uh, you know secondary sort of things you yeah. might feel about shooting a pregnant woman uh, the third slide is a, a little kid who, who looks like he's just kind of innocently holding a gun even if he's pointing it in the wrong he's direction he's clearly holding a frog in like the yeah. original picture yeah in like... the original picture he's clearly like holding up like a frog or some <laughs> stupid shit but they photoshopped a gun into his hands and, and he's so... standing in a park with leaves yeah. on the ground it's beautiful yeah. and so I, I don't I don't think that I could fucking kill a kid who's playing with a gun innocently. Yeah, no. like yeah, you might sure, get but... out of the way of the gun, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hot, go hide somewhere. Fucking And be like, hey, right. kid, I need get you to put M-rap. that gun. Yeah, get back <laughs> in the M-Rap. Get back in the M-Rap and run him over or something. If, no, no. If, if, if a child, like, genuinely speaking, after, like, working with kids and stuff, like, if a child pulled a gun... Like, of course, it'd be terrifying, like, trying to, like, walk up to the child and get the gun yeah. out of their fucking hands. But you would, you need to do that. It's right. your fucking job as a human being to, like, yeah. calmly approach this child. The kid is fucking smiling. Outsmart them, even. I, I don't care if they're smiling. I'm just but, saying, but, but, like, but no, per, I know. per the imagery. But like, <laughs> but, but, like, outsmart them and be like, hey... I'm sorry. I know that you're really upset. I'm really upset too. Yeah, things are really sad. Yeah, no, you're probably right. 
By the way, what color is the sky? Why is it blue like that? Give me that, you fucking kid! And then you have a gun. Um, when you said how smart them, them. <laughs> when you said how smart them, I, my mind immediately went to like talking the kid into pointing it at himself. <laughs> hey, but, buddy, aren't you sure you're pointing that the wrong direction? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a fucked up thought. I don't you condone should, that. You should I be don't pointing con- that. I at don't my condone dick. it. Um, yeah, it's that. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that, that actually like as, as shit posty as that is, and and as like much of a kind of an asinine uh, situation. The fact of the matter is that I, as someone that taught like children for a relatively limited period of time feel like I could respond to someone holding a gun, at least a child. And I did customer service, too. Honestly, I could probably <laughs> respond to someone holding a gun, and I've had guns pulled on me, and I haven't been shot or shot anyone yet. So, like, but I I feel like I could deal with someone holding a gun better than a cop could. Oh, without I a just doubt. absolutely could. Because yeah. um, uh, I'm not yeah. an idiot, and I'm not going to shoot anyone. I'm not going to, well, maybe. Probably not. So, uh, the, this, this training this is how my, was... My, my story ends as I go to jail for shooting someone else. <laughs> Sorry, go on. This, this training was stopped in 2013, or, or they stopped purchasing the targets in 2013. Thanks, Obama. Um, but, you know, you got to think about, like, that's eight years ago. Do you think there's still people in the Department of Homeland Security who received this training and still have this training ingrained in them? Oh, yeah. And they're still and they're active? still passing it on. Yeah, seven, eight year old yeah. training is yeah. absolutely still ongoing <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so mm. uh, well, just a the, fun the little aside. What was that? Uh, yeah, it does work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like uh, the the military started taking psychologists seriously mm-hmm. in the Vietnam War, right? When yep. they realized that the majority that like it was like eighty or seventy five percent of rounds don't hit. Mm. Yeah, and and what they and then go ahead. Well, yeah, I was gonna say there, there's a great book on this uh, called on killing. On, on killing. Yeah, yeah. I that guy the, fucking sucks, but that book is good. Yeah, no, the the guy who wrote it sucks, but Piece it's a, it's a good insight into well, what's, uh, what's like, his name? It's 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 a name that sound. It's an aptonym, but what is it? I don't know, man. Grossman. Chud, chud, is, is it Grossman? Yeah, it's something oh. Grossman. Yeah. Chud Chud Mc, Mc Chud McGrossy face. Chud McKill. Uh, Dave Grossman. Vietnamese. Yeah. Yeah, let's not pull it out. We, we don't need to give him any more credit than he already gets for us um, saying that yeah, his so, one book was good because so otherwise pirate he's a jackass. Book. Yeah, Pirate Pirate <laughs> Unkilling by by Chuck Grossman. D- Dave Grossman, Chad Dave Grossman, Grossman, Dave, Dave Grossman. Grossman. Yeah. And, and read it in the context of understanding yeah. that uh, this person doesn't understand that they uh, are arguing for the wrong things. Maybe. He's also <laughs> someone that trains police. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so in, in on killing, he talks about the psychology of what it takes to get somebody to kill another yeah, because person. you want to resist pulling the trigger and you, right. you know, things like that. And yeah. so the reason it's good is because it goes through all the challenges that people naturally face when it comes to killing another human being yeah. and how in Vietnam, uh, especially because a lot of the, the Vietnam uh, war force was, was drafted. These people did not genuinely want to kill Vietnamese yeah. people. They Surprise just no- you, Malthusian, fucking <laughs> pessimistic pieces of shit. People right. don't want to kill one another. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you have to brain scrub them. And, no. and, and yeah, no. eventually he's talking about how you brain scrub people into killing other people. But but it's, it says a lot that you have to go through such extreme measures to get somebody to kill another person. Uh, and and how deeply psychological it has to be in order 
to to like have them break through that yeah um and so it, it's worth reading just just to get that kind of insight and in how uh the the modern military structure and the modern police structure has adapted to uh make people uh, uh capable of killing right um right yeah every cop needs swat training every cop needs yep. to be able to pull the trigger on a pregnant lady any given moment yeah a kid playing with a gun right right yeah um, needs to be able to pull the trigger on anybody pull pull one on me please <laughs> dear lord yeah i mean yeah. like i'm waiting for a kid to pull a gun on me yeah <laughs> hey kid here's a jar of peanut butter if you shoot uh, me in the i don't remember what other links we have i know we have the 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 rant from kimberly jones which is really good yeah um and this is just uh something to keep in mind um, this is an older thing i mean it's from last year but it's from last year but it, but it's a it's incredibly poignant and very eloquently spoken um when when you when you see people protesting and rioting and and uh and you know the the the, the optics are always uh, they're burning down their own communities. Uh, this is this is a, a perfect argument against that uh, that mentality and that that mindset of mm. argument. And right. uh, Kimberly Jones is an author herself, uh, so I think she's probably spent quite a bit of time thinking about this and thinking how to uh, uh, explain it. Um, but but this is obviously a very like off the cuff sort of speech that she's right. given. And uh, it's it's very passionate and very very important. And in a, in addition to this, I did a uh, a lecture, kind of touching on similar topics, though not specifically on a lot of this. Uh, that is for free on the the Patreon, so no one has to pay for it or anything. Uh, but it, it touches on. Uh, the politics of rioting and things like that. So I would encourage people to check that out if they like. People seem to have uh, had good responses to it. All right, here we go. So I've, I've been saying a lot of things, talking of the people making commentary. Um, Interestingly enough, the ones I've noticed that have been making the commentary are wealthy black people making the commentary about we should not be um, rioting, we should not be looting, we should not be tearing up our own communities. And then there's been an argument of the other side of we should be hitting them in the pocket. We should be focusing on the blackout days where we don't spend money. Um, But, you know, I feel like we should do both. And I feel like I support both. And I'll tell you why I support both. I support both because there, when you have a civil unrest like this, there are three types of people in the streets. There are the protesters, there are the rioters, and there are the looters. The protesters are there because they actually care about what is happening in the community. They want to raise their voices and they are there strictly to protest. You have the rioters who are angry, who are anarchists, who really just want to shit up, and that's what they're going to do regardless. And then you have the looters. And the looters are just there to do that, to loot. Now, people are like, well, what did you gain? Well, what did you get from looting? I think that as long as we're focusing on the what, 
we're not focusing on the why and that's my issue with that as long as we're focusing on what they're doing we're not focusing on why they're doing and some people are like well those aren't people who are legitimately angry about what's happening those are people who just want to get stuff okay well then let's go with that let's say that's what it is let's ask ourselves why in this country in 2020 the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it that they are so hopeless that getting that necklace getting that tv getting that change getting that bed getting that phone whatever it is that they're going to get is that in that moment when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting that's their only opportunity to get it we need to be questioning that why why are people that poor why are people that broke why are people that that food insecure that clothing insecure that they feel like their only shot that they are shooting their shot by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need and then people want to talk about well there's plenty of people who pull themselves up by their bootstraps and got it on their own why can't they do that let me explain to you something about economics in america and i'm so glad that as a child i got an opportunity to spend time at push where they taught me this is that we must never forget that economics was the reason that black people were brought to this country we came to do the agricultural work in the south and the textile work in the north do you understand that that's what we came to do. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Now, if I right now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you, and for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money, I didn't allow you to have anything on the board, I didn't allow for you to have anything, and then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly, and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taking from you. That was Tulsa, that was Rosewood. There are Those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores, where we owned our property, and they burned them to the ground. So that's 450. I'd like to interject. Uh, Go ahead. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost every single major city in America that has a historical black population mm-hmm. has a story almost exactly like this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and yeah. The, the two that she's pointing out, Tulsa, uh, which a lot of people learned through um, um, the Watchmen HBO series right. uh, was was bombed in a race war. Yeah, she brings that up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And then and then well, Rosewood was was another like economic center that I, th- I think the military just like stomped through. Right. Uh, there's even one here in Austin uh, in the 20th century. A word. Oh they yeah, go ran, ahead. Bring bring that ran, up. They ran the black people out of uh, West Austin. Yep. Certainly uh, Chicago, similar things. I should use both my hands instead of hold a beer. <laughs> well, you're doing the other hand, myself doing... a beer. No. I can't uh, I can't stand all the drunk people on this podcast. <laughs> yep, in nineteen nineteen. Man, that's uh it's not too long ago. Um yeah, and, and you know another thing is, you know, people say like, "Oh, hey, you know, everybody's got equal rights." Well, equal rights have been around since, like, like there are people still alive who remember when you couldn't drink from the same drinking fountain 
Yeah, um, e- equal rights is a language game. It doesn't fucking mean anything. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad was born in 1952. Mm-hmm. And so there are my people. My dad's who, older than your dad. <laughs> there yeah. are people who still remember desegregation and and having to be like walked to school by yeah. by a military personnel because the cops, like the local cops, wouldn't protect these school children being mm-hmm. harassed by white supremacists. You know. Right. Yeah, I think my I think my dad uh, talked about them uh, uh, blacking out the windows on the buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so, so they, they can because yeah. he was a black guy on the black bus, so they blacked out all the buses so nobody can see if it was white kids or right. black kids. Because even though segregation ended, they had yeah. to have different buses. Yeah, they, they right. were afraid that that kid kids or black kids on buses would be targeted. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, but back to. Anything else? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them, and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get... Oh, oh yeah. The, the area that they ran uh, black people out of here in Austin is right. where all the rich white people... Uh, of course are able to live on like a quarter to an acre of land in yeah. one of the most expensive cities in the state. Gentrified essentially, yep. right? Yeah. It was just like the first place to ever be gentrified mm-hmm. because it was really nice. And and thereby like hyper gentrified. And, and, and they wanted it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get a little bit and you're allowed to play. And every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your monopoly money. And then finally at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now at this point, the only way you're gonna catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? You can't win. The game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have, that if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the f*** do I give a shit about burning the football hall of fame, about burning the target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give up. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so your target. Your Hall of Fame. 
concerned they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Uh, that's, Amen. That's yeah. That's even that clear. Yep. Um, <clears throat> unfortunate that they chose the cash registered uh, censorship. Yeah, thing. dude. Sorry, I I didn't know that no, I no, sent no. you guys the uh, the censored <laughs> version be, of that. You don't want to be sorry for <laughs> yeah, that. It's, it's but that's a little. Uh, that was a weird, interesting choice of yep. uh, censorship. The the cash register thing. Um, also, uh, this white guy in the background wearing a Tennessee Titans shirt. Uh, fuck you. I don't even like football, but fuck you. Um, he, he seems to be receptive to the message, though. So yeah, maybe, no, maybe no, not. Like, fuck cool him. politics, cool politics, but yeah, but no, 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 not no, no more of that. Cool politics, bad aesthetics. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> acting as I, if I like football, yeah. <laughs> as if you care. Yeah, slightly, slightly. I like sports a, uh, one month out of every year. Amount of uh, empathy for the uh, the white white guy allies that are. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, being being like, like, like you, you know, he's on he's on uncomfortable. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, 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 no. Like I, 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 I think one reason I picked him to to shit on is because I've been him many times, and it's just kind of like, ooh, yeah, this is tense. I agree. I, I, I do agree. Ah. Uh, all right, but I would never wear a Tennessee Titans shirt no. to that, especially not. Yeah, especially not, not to that. <laughs> um, oh I'd wear my Swans shirt, Rape Guy shirt. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> way to sh- way to shoot that in the head. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I do. All right, what else we got? Uh, I don't know. It looks like we have one more link. I'm Thank not. God. I'm not sure what that link is. Uh, uh, no, no, nope. It's the nope. Did this one. The, the one that has a P on it. A P. It says P a barricade. A P. Ah, oh, there it is. Oh, a oh, P. never mind. That, yeah, that no, that's shit. the same shit. Yeah, we just went All right, back guys, have a good night. Uh, take my medicine. Take yours too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're we're Fuck good you. here. Um, unless anybody has any last things that they want to share with everybody. No, just no. God bless you all. Yeah, we. Uh, God we, bless. Hallelujah. Amen. Target is not a community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Well, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, we got some. Uh, we got some pretty cool uh, interviews coming up. Oh yeah, we got to do pitches. We got to do pitches. Yeah, we got some pretty cool interviews coming up uh, over the next few weeks uh, and into the next month. Um, won't, you get to hear some uh, some people argue about antinatalism coming yeah, up. We won't, get to talk give about away all the details right right bunch of stuff. now, uh, just in case anybody backs out, uh, which would be completely we'll fair to up, do. Yeah, so. well, we'll we'll beat them up, but we will understand why they backed out. I won't. Uh, well, I guess Dorian you is might. a less uh, less forgiving uh, uh, master than I am. Um, yeah, so so we've got some great interviews coming up. Dorian, are are you working on anything uh, special? Yeah, yeah. So the newest lecture on the Patreon again, uh, Patreon.com/slash/truncata um, is free and available. We talk about violence, police, uh, states, riots, things of the sort. Um, so that's up for anyone. It's just sitting there. So check that out. I'm my 
talk at UCU Utrecht uh, has been changed to the 21st rather than the 20th. Uh, but I have received the okay uh, to include people uh, in watching the talk. Though I still don't know if the committee is going to allow me to record it or not. So if you do want to catch it, it's going to be on Bataille and my own theorization about hell uh, and uh, kind of comparing Bataille's hellish philosophy to something like uh, Boethius and Aristotle's heavenly philosophy. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I've been told that they want to hear a lot about eroticism, so I'm going to try to include as much of that as possible. So it'll be a very horny time as well. So you're invited to that. Sexy, um, sexy bataille. Sexy, sexy bataille. Check out this solar anus. The volcano explodes and you jerk off with the earth. Those are essentially quotes. Uh, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, those are my main things, I think. Um, we're getting close to uh, a new... Uh, uh, goal for the Patreon. So a, a couple more people, and I will be um again pretty much showing making whole... minimum wage oh, for the yeah. amount of effort that I I'm I'm currently putting into it. Uh, each time that I find myself making minimum wage uh, for the time that I'm putting in, I increase what I offer. Uh, so we're getting close to another one of those kind of uh, goals, and we'll be increasing again what's offered through the Patreon. So again, that's uh. Uh, patreon.com slash truncata t-r-u-n-c-a-t-a check us out cool oh uh the the utrecht speech sorry the time is 11 a.m until 2 p.m pacific standard time i don't know what that what what time that is for them but i don't care because i'm here so <laughs> yeah all right well uh i don't have anything special going on john do you have any uh you told me earlier, I think, that you were going to start showing whole. Is that what? Hell yeah. Are going you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm uh, going to be a uh, uh, a webcam boy. Hell yeah. <laughs> a, webcam, a webcam boy, as they say. <laughs> um, no, I'm uh, I'm going to model for a uh, 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 community college of uh, figure uh drawing class are you actually yeah so so what college i've always wanted to do that what college should people go to if they want to see your your holes and your uh you usually don't see that much hole in these michael well yeah i I see a lot of everything i assume that john is posing bent over yeah spreading his ass yeah yeah Yeah, no i mean it's over zoom so it's like it's not like they can tackle me to stop me you know you're just jerking off the whole time you can't stop me from doing this that's good that's good so yeah, when, no, you know, uh, when is that in all the beats yeah. you know, how, how do we so see can, this mm. uh yeah i guess you just have to uh kill a bunch of kids like go to the local community college here in mm. a specific class and uh get on the zoom meeting oh, well. oh okay so this isn't open to the public you're just showing off the <laughs> yeah. people want to see you naked yeah yeah, no, yeah you, I, you, I just threw them out there <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you gotta go to college to see this. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go to college. Sounds lame. All right. Well, um, <laughs> it's great though. That's very cool. Thank you for everybody who listened uh, to mm-hmm. this. Um, we'll 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 get better. We'll get better. Mm-hmm. We'll get worse. Mm-hmm. Everything is on a trajectory Maybe. towards. Uh, uh, I mean, like uh, we love you. It's all decaying, right? Yeah. It's all decaying. Entropy goes both directions <laughs> yeah. at once. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. Please take your medicine. Please take mine, too. And remember to share with your friends. Oh, that's not bad!
bad. Nice. We'll work that on it, but good. we're, we're yeah. that's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, fuck you.